Batman Universe. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Batman Universe. As always, I am one of your two co-hosts, Andy DiGenova, and joining me, as always, is my good friend, my bat chum, Mr. Jamie Magoo. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Hi, Jamie. Hello, Andy. Hello. Yes. And welcome back to the show, your source for all Batman news for the week. That's right, two weeks in a row. We are back on track. We're doing it, guys. We're doing it. I like the tally of the two, like, that you mentioned as one of the two hosts. And then there was a small part of me that was like, what if there are three hosts? Like, there's someone in that, there is someone (laughs) hovering around us. And a reference from WonderCon last year, Batman is everywhere. He's in the room. And he's in the room. So, if I may redact the two hosts deal and okay, say that sorry. there's at least two and a portion of one. Two that speak and one ethereal. And one that sort of just around. floats around. He's here in spirit. Does he do like little like into our ears? He like, does, but it's always really weird stuff. <laughs> yeah, like he you says know? like he's not even like words. It's like happens. bury the body. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, okay. Okay, well I'm I'm get to that. Yeah. Well, comic news first. A mother's then... work is never done. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Batman, that doesn't you are, help. What's it's happened a... today? You're a little bit different than normal uh, that's <laughs> burying bodies is not very Batman is this Batman <laughs> I, I don't know if it might not be somebody's posing and this, really yeah yeah I'm Batman this is Lee Harvey over here and we're like <laughs> it's Batman right I always wanted to play Batman <laughs> <laughs> who, who didn't close enough well I mean yeah that could be anyone yeah <laughs> Good night. So uh, let's start with a little bit of Batman news for the week and start out, as we always do, with movies. So we had a fun little rumor surface over the last few days around Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Yeah, we found that if there is a picture of someone wearing a hat or a shirt that's the right color or... I mean, granted, he is related to the director, uh, but still, like... I just love, like, if a, you know, hair, as we've talked before, is a real big thing. If somebody associated... Remember our hair days? Oh, We gosh. just talked about hair. That was well, good times. Buckle up, because I've got some hair talk coming. I out. knew it. I was like, even when I was writing the show notes last night, I was like, what do I even bother with? Like, I should purposely leave stuff out anyways, because Andy is on it. Like, he's got, you. every week you've brought something, thank, you're like... Thank hey. God I have no social life. <laughs> I pay attention to all this nonsense. <laughs> there's, there's, well, for me, I know now, uh, just to give a little behind the behind the scenes, behind the curtain, uh, I know that I am less frequent on checking up on stuff knowing that I'm going to do the show notes. Uh-huh. So it's like, I'll check in and I'll, you know, I'm still checking the sites a lot, but I find that I, now I do miss things because throughout the week I check less and then I, you know couple days or day before, most of the time day before, I'm, like, compiling. And so, like, there's a good chance. because I, I always get the a panic. random email to my Gmail at 1 a.m. And I'm like, Who, who's email? Because my, G- my, my Gmail I don't use. And I'm like, who? Is- oh, it's Jamie. Hey, Andy, it's me. I'm drunk, and I finished the show notes. Just did the show notes. And I don't know where I am, but I'm cold and afraid. But it's, that's why there's two of us. Mm. It's a partnership, you know? I like it. Yeah, because if it was... Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of slack to keep up. I digress. Back to the news. So anyway, Slacker, I texted this to you a few days ago. Yes, you did. And uh, it's a fun fun little piece of rumor, and it is just a rumor, but the rumor is is that uh, Zack Snyder's son, Eli Snyder, 
could be playing the boy wonder Robin in a flashback scene in Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Indeed. Now the rumor is that he will be playing the Jason Todd Robin. Mm. With a possible Joker implication there. Because obviously we've seen in the trailer, we know Robin is, we know a Robin is dead. Yes. Uh, the rumor is, is that we will actually see that death in a flashback and Eli Snyder will be playing the part. Very interesting. It feels like something that I think it would be fine to do the flashback, but it would almost be, well, I hope, I hope it's really kind of short and brief and sort of convoluted. Um, in that the impact is important, but that's such a massive thing that I think it would be cooler. And I hope that they would explore the life of Robin in a later movie or something like that, to which it's carried out to a dramatic end. If that well, is the I case. would rather yes, but I would rather they explore a different Robin in another movie because Jason Todd. Well, the most interesting thing Jason Todd ever did was die. Yeah, well, that but that. Being Sorry for said, Jason Todd fans out there. No, no. Well, I mean, I, <laughs> screw you, did you know? Well, the Red Hood's the best. You're Sorry. not alone. Sorry. The reason he died was because it was voted on <laughs> that he should die by the general public. Like, you're not the only one. It was literally decided I know. by the public. I know. So, and, and now Sharknado's doing the same thing. I think it's totally you fun. <laughs> Have you seen that? No, I You can not. vote whether Tara Reid dies. Is it or is not it the actual Terry Reed right. character? That's a little more. Is this legal? Can they do this? I don't know. The franchise has got pretty huge. They got a lot of pull. Uh, my goodness, <laughs> we, we we actually have the power <laughs> to kill actors. We, can we do actually it. we're I mean, Sharknado. Let's we take a poll of the room. Would, who would miss her? Yeah, I don't see any hands. So uh, as as much as I like to think we're all good people, you know, there's certain ones so, that so, get thrown. Society's kind of done with, you know. <laughs> I feel like the amount she can add to the world has kind of been spent. It's, it's sort of, we're, we're a little bit finished here. So, uh, oh my goodness. And another email starts, I love Jason Todd and Terry. <laughs> yeah, here it comes. You like, ass faces. Yeah, enough is enough. I love these guys. Okay, no, there, there's definitely Jason uh, Todd love, but I don't think much as Robin. I think most of the Jason Todd love is as Red Hood. Yes. So, yes. that being said, that is all alluding to the idea that Robin, this Robin, is Jason Todd based off the fact that he's been killed by the Joker. We don't know, with all of the kind of flippity-doo and all the crazy, you know, kind of age and the way the story is coming out, this could be a Dick Grayson. I hope not, because I, I love Dick Grayson I and I want to really, see him. I would be really pissed. Yeah. Like straight up. If if Dick Grayson is the dead Robin, I will be pissed. It's totally possible. Like that's I think that the the only thing that we have is that it's a Robin that dies for sure. And that we know that Jason Todd in the books has died. But we don't know. We truly don't know. You're so, right. We d- we don't. So, so that but being we said, better. but that being said, you know, it does. That's kind of where my mind's at as far as you know. If it is a flashback, I would. If it is Dick Grayson, I hope that this is his story is fleshed out later on. Even yes. if it is to the point where he does eventually get killed. No, um, I know you I, don't kill Dick Grayson. I'm saying it right now. I don't care what Dan Didio says. 
You don't kill Dick Grayson. Andy, the thing is, we haven't even really gotten a good wanna, Dick Grayson you wanna, movie You want to see me turn on this movie on a dime? <laughs> kill Dick Grayson. And it's over. I'm just playing the devil's advocate here. I don't want it to happen, but I'm just saying, we have no idea. Don't we have no idea. toy with my emotions, okay. Magoo. That being said, I will bring it back <laughs> over by saying Snyder has been quite true to adaptations of the comic oh, to his yes. movie. So yes. it would be quite the contrast to everything that he's done, yes. especially considering that this the death of of a Robin is a pull from the comics already and is a great is great fodder and it doesn't necessarily it's really better for it to be Jason Todd yes. because it is still beloved but not so harmful. Have you heard have you heard the Dick Grayson rumors? Niz, like which? Uh, maybe I don't know. Suicide Squad. No, I haven't heard any of that. Oh, well, let's get into that. Yay! So, so well, okay. Well, let's cover. Let's cover this first. Okay. Um, I guess there's the rumor that Eli Snyder is playing. Yeah, we haven't even covered it. Right. Yeah, we we <laughs> we've been dancing. Ra- I've been dancing around. Old Magoo's been dancing around. Eli Snyder's playing a Robin in a flashback. Allegedly, a death of Robin flashback mm-hmm. in Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. Um. I think he has a great look for it. I mean, he he does. He, he does look great. And yeah. except, and this is my hair thing, he should have dark hair. But that's easily fixed. Easily with, fixed. That's easily fixed with a little bit of spray. You know. So yeah. so him, he has. Like, but we are done shooting. Right? Yeah, he has like sandy blonde hair so. in real life. So I just hope that if this is true, they they darkened his hair for the for the shoot. It could have been. Uh, nobody was paying attention to Eli Snyder. You know, six months ago, really. So yeah, that could have easily happened. And exactly. Been done and gone. Um, and so then. There was an Instagram photo posted not on Zack Snyder's Instagram, but on the photographer who takes Zack Snyder's pictures Instagram. Oh, I thought it was that it was his personal Instagram, and then the photographer took it off his Instagram. Is it? Friends with him. It doesn't. I matter. only saw it from the photographer, but oh, okay. you might, there might have been another step in there that I missed. It, it doesn't matter. It's it doesn't out matter. There. So there's a picture of then Zack Snyder with his son Eli mm. with just the caption boy wonder question mark you you scamp Snyder yeah so just you shoot him a text after that and go you I did you devil exactly. cause you guys are now that we're are, tight now you guys are chummy like, what so. are you doing <laughs> you devil little devil you <laughs> so yeah so I mean, we, we texted back and forth about this a little bit mm-hmm. and, and I think your response was uh, I'd only remembered or I, and I didn't even know that this was him until yesterday until you had, or the day before that you had texted uh, about and I was like well has Eli Snyder I keep wanting calling Eli Manning Nope. Uh, Eli Snyder, has he acted, you know, and stuff before? And then um, somebody sent me, like, oh, yeah, he's in Brian or He's in 300. 300 and, and he's in Watchmen. Oh, he's in Watchmen? Yeah. He's young Rorschach, I believe, in, oh, really? in Watchmen. That's cool. And he's, and he's young Leonidas in 300. So... So he's got the he's young, that. young flashback yeah. role. He's down really good at flashbacks. He's that's a his great thing. flashback. That's his little. That's his little wheelhouse. His <laughs> it, flashbacks. This is a flashback because if it's not a flashback, I don't do. I don't do present day. Yeah, yeah. I only do flashbacks. I look great in sort of muddled, blurry scenes. Yeah, not so. You much should see in me in CPM. <laughs> yeah, present day scene. I look terrible, but if you. If you throw a couple filters on that, some wispy clouds, I'm in. <laughs> and, and Jamie was like, I'm just not sure about his acting. And I'm like, well, he's really just going to be playing a corpse. So I think he'll be okay. So, so not hard to do. I'm not too worried about However, it. However, based off of the, uh, the de- if he has to die, we've learned 
from Tali Al Ghul and The Dark Knight Rises that dying could be a very difficult thing for an actor, <laughs> even a great actor, as she is. Even an Oscar Because winner. an Oscar winning, wonderful actress can be, a death can be just an absolute horror because that was one of the worst deaths I've ever seen. That still haunts me, that death. <laughs> like, can you get, they might as well have just, like, like shot two X's on her eyes and, like, had her tongue, like, roll out across the floor. It's like, this is the most acme runner. I digress. Uh, it's, I've never heard you, I've never heard you uh, uh, chime in on Talia's death in The uh, Dark Rises. It's pretty amazing. Her, almost her entire performance in that movie is pretty underwhelming. The way she talks, her weird accent, like the it's just it just doesn't work that well for me. I don't know. It's it's fine because I don't feel like she's that important. Right. Uh, but spoiler alert, uh, spoiler alert, she becomes quite important. Towards right. The end, you find right. out she sort of masterminded this whole thing. Yeah. And I just always think of Kevin Smith and how he does like her voice. He's like, now you would see Gotham City burn. You know, like it's just like this really weird. Over enunciated thing, and then that death was just like, what, what happened? Were you <laughs> good night? Did you show up drunk every day to this? Like this is unusual. Anyway, anyway, so so I, I mean, if you don't mind, I'll jump to this other rumor about jump jump Dick Grayson. In the where- so the, the rumor is we we still don't know who Scott Eastwood is playing in Suicide Squad. Mm. And that's the latest rumor is that it is Dick Grayson undercover. Oh, okay. And I would love that. would be that. rad. That I would love. That would be awesome. Because um, I, I, I've been really I don't know if it's a rumor even, yeah. or just speculation, but that's the latest I've seen because, you know, he, he was cast. People said it was Steve Trevor. They said, no, he's not Steve Trevor. Right. We never found out who he is. Right. Because he's, he's clearly an important role. Yeah. And which is why I was like... You know, saying, I think it's Steve Trevor. I think he would be great in it, and I hope he is. But yeah. as you brought up, like, they usually don't debunk it. Like, that unless it's clear. really untrue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so probably Yeah, not. when they legitimately said, we have not cast Steve Trevor. Exactly. You go, okay, I yeah. guess I, I'm going to kind of believe Probably not, that. yeah. Um, so I, I love totally that Totally in line idea. with the, the especially, comics. Especially considering Batman and Waller have this very antagonistic relationship. I could imagine Batman wanting to keep an eye on Waller and Dick Grayson helping him do that. Oh, he's perfect for so, it. I don't want. To, I don't want to get too in love with the idea because who knows? But it would be. But I love the idea. I love that. And most importantly, means Dick Grayson's alive. Right. Totally agreed. Uh, I love that. We have seen. We've been given so much. Um, he's given us so much reason to be faithful in what he's doing. Snyder and well, all these guys, Goyer, all these guys um, that are that are working on this. That we're like saying I mean there's a lot of speculation from the comics and, and that things are throwing out there you know people have been saying that they think that Leto's Joker is actually Jason Todd oh, which I'm like that's that's just that's just a fan theory okay yeah I'm completely out on that one no, there's no that's, way to that's me. not I'm happening. like yeah here here's Joker again by the way <laughs> uh, I don't think so yeah they're not doing that I, I again I think it's a fun fan theory to kick around right but I, but the thing is, the reason that I feel like... I mean, people do this every movie, but it's cool because we have been given... Again, we've there's been enough faith that we're able to put in these creators based off of what they've done and what we've seen so far that is so directly pulled from so many comic sources 
that we are we can say not only could Dick Grayson be in this movie, but he could be doing this undercover other role. Like so, he's seated in this other movie yeah. as this other thing, and it's not it's not weird and it's not it's not off the wall. Like I think that's totally possible, especially considering um, uh, Scott Eastwood's age. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, the age of, of Ben Affleck or as Bruce Wayne in this movie, uh, it just really lines up. That's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, very exciting. I love I, it. I like it. I love it. All right. Well, food for thought. Uh, so after the Comic Con release of the BVS trailer, there was another shorter theatrical version that was released online. Right. I finally watched it. Because I've just been watching the regular one, and I was like, just knowing that it <laughs> was me, just... I want to save a minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just knowing that it was a shorter one, I didn't run out to check it out, because like, why don't I want to watch the shorter one? Right. <laughs> I want to watch the long one? Uh, but I did finally check it out, and it really is just tighter. Like, yeah. yeah. That's it. Like, I didn't actually... I don't think I saw any scenes that are cut out. I think it's just a little bit tighter. Like, there's just certain things that, like, they just cut a little bit shorter, but yeah. there's... It's not, it's, it's not obvious. No. The, the, the differences aren't obvious. Because yeah. I watched it, too. I only watched it once. And I went, I feel like all the important stuff was still there. Like, there's... There was yeah. nothing I really missed. Like, Martha I Kent, I think her dialogue, instead of just staying on her yeah. to, to Clark, they overlay a bunch of destruction and... and or the, the part where he's, you know, saving the, the fuselage area of the rocket. Well, and that... Um, but that was the same in the, the longer trailer. Was it? Yeah. It was overlaid on her yeah. dialogue. Mm-hmm. See, then I don't know. Yeah, they I did f- such a good job. I, I guess. feel like I feel like Holly Hunter's speech at the beginning is cut shorter. Oh yeah, I feel like that's less. That's true. I feel like Lex's speech is shorter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't see him and Holly Hunter meet. You just hear him say, "Devils come from above," instead mm-hmm. of the biggest lie in America, Senator. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know some of those are just kind of abbreviated. Yeah, but all the important stuff is in there. Yeah, yeah. So hey. Cool. I, I still have yet to see it on the big screen, either of them. Yeah, it's weird. They do. They do. They do. <laughs> Which this is stuff. very, very it's hurtful. They, well, they, yeah, they put it. it out there, and then they're like, they don't put it in theaters yeah, right away. Like, no, I mean, and it's, and I know people who have. I just haven't. So I'm like, oh, what, so it what, is what, in theaters. Well, yeah, because that's why they cut the new one is for the theaters right. because it has to be a shorter length. Because I know with the 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 first BBS teaser mm-hmm. that we got. I mean, I guess that was a teaser. Yeah. So maybe people, not a no, trailer. No, it was still in but theaters. But I guess... See, I never saw it in theaters Neither either. did I. But people I That's know I have... Yeah, because I kept... There was a bunch of movies I saw, and I'm like, where's the... I know. Where is it? It should be before every movie. Every freaking ever. movie. Ever. Until March. Yeah. Especially the bad ones. Like so there's a little bit of one. relief before you dive into yes. some horror. Put it bo- put it before dessert the, first. The second best Marigold Hotel. That's right. Do it. We've been very clear about dessert first. Enough with the celery. We want it first. Uh, anyway, so, so that's anyway, out there. That's out there. So that's out there. So watch it uh, if you want or watch the long one. Uh, so there was a, a blah, 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 interview with Gal Gadot uh, with Interview Magazine. What do you know? And she did a Never photo. Heard of it. No, yeah, it's very obscure. Uh, where she did a photo shoot and they asked her some questions about being Wonder Woman. And here's what she had to say. She said, 
when I st- just started as an actress, you go to L.A., and the managers and the agency set up general meetings with directors and writers. They always ask you the same questions. What are you looking for? What types of movie would you like to do? And I always, it, I always said, I'm open. I'm very open to all different genres because I'm a very open-minded girl. But eventually, I told them that I wanted to be able to show the stronger side of women. I didn't want to do the obvious role that you see in Hollywood most of the time, which is the heartbroken girl who's waiting to be rescued by the guy, blah, blah, blah. I wanted to do something different. Little did I know I would land Wonder Woman not long after. Pretty cool. Nice. That worked in her favor. Yeah. Uh, She spoke on portraying Wonder Woman. She said, oh, my God, I'm so excited about this role. I feel like I've been given a huge opportunity to inspire people, not only women, and not because of me, but because of who Wonder Woman is and what she stands for. There's a lot of responsibility, but I have the best team and the best people to work with. It's going to be an amazing ride. Knock on wood. And uh, then they asked her kind of about, you know, being true to the character and what the fans will say um, based off her performance. And she said, no matter what you do, you can never please them all. People will always have something to say because that's the way people are. And it's okay because for me, it's my job. It's my career. It's my art. Whatever I do, I take it very seriously and I do my research and I give it my best. I just want to be able to shine and inspire people. And it's not just about me. It's the script and the story and the acting. I hope people are going to love it. Which is a funny thing to remind people, but it is a necessary evil. Uh (laughs) Because people totally blame actors for... I mean, their performance is one thing, but they're like, that movie sucked. Like, they're just... They're bringing what they can to it, but they don't make that character. Like, they're just like, oh, this is... Yeah, they, their they performance sh- is just one aspect of the overall character. Yeah. The, the lines that are written are the line, you know, that's the writer. The yeah. way they're directed is the director. Exactly. The, the movie they're in as a whole. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so, yes, it's not always the actor's fault. Sometimes it is. Sometimes. But, but not always. Yeah, sometimes they just botch it so bad or they just... Or sometimes they have so much control that they change... Or they have so much influence that they change the movie based off their performance, which is really cool, which yeah. is exceptional, but rare. But she seems to have a good head on her shoulders, which she has since the beginning. Is And, you know, anytime you hear her talk, she's been very level-headed and reasonable and like, you know what? I'm psyched. I love this. I want to do the best job. It's an honor. People are going to say what they're going to say, but I'm just going to go out there and do my best and I almost, respect. I almost feel like at Warner Brothers or any of these, these studios that are making these huge titular roles with superheroes or anyone that's looked up to so highly or, you know, so popular. There's like a therapist role where they're like, you are like the superhero therapist where like once you're cast, like, okay, they walk in and they're like, okay, here's what's going to happen. Everyone's going to hate you for a while. (laughs) No matter how well liked you are. No matter what. You're not going to be perfect. You're not going to be close enough looking to this character. You're not going to be the right choice. Your acting will not be good enough. You won't be experienced enough, et cetera, et cetera. Like this, this is like, I could see this being like superhero therapy sessions, like in dealing with the backlash and positively and negatively of being a superhero. Mm-hmm. Then they have to talk them down or they get too good so that their performance stays true. Like, I think you and I could do the role. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm sort I, of, I, I, I'm sort of pitching <laughs> our our ther- You know, we don't have any therapist, you know, backing or or history or education. But I think we know superheroes. Yeah, so good enough. Right? I think Zack Snyder would look us great. Make <laughs> us look great. Give him a call. I mean, you got his number now. That's true. So just phone it in, right? <laughs> Why not? Hey, hey, here's an idea. <laughs> just throwing it out there. Let's make Wonder Woman male. <laughs> just. 
I'm just, you know, snowballing here. Just kind of <laughs> just throwing ideas. Just is that fine? Is that hello? Are you still there? Suicide Squad, Andy. Suicide Squad. What do you think? I, I I'm really looking forward to that film. That's what I think. So the only news really with Suicide Squad is that David Ayer, he tweeted out uh, a bucket of broken glass with some bullet casings. Uh, doing his little tweeting thing he hasn't done in a little while. And uh, he wrote, clean up. Sometimes you have to break some glass. <laughs> so basically just based on... Great. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, okay. you know, but I think it's cool that he obviously keeps pointing out, alluding the idea that, hey, this is real glass in a bucket, not a visual element that's created afterwards. Yeah. Um, so... That's awesome. And I think that more filmmakers are kind of alluding to that idea and that practical effects are fantastic and we should really kind of pick and choose when we do this digital stuff. This feels very practical. It does. Everything that we're seeing from Suicide Squad feels very practical. Yeah. Um, Interesting note Mm -hmm. that I don't know if you saw, but the Suicide Squad trailer has now been viewed more times than the Batman v Superman. I trailer. saw that, but I wasn't sure, and I didn't check the numbers yeah. when I was writing this last night, so I didn't want to throw I it mean, on there. I know on YouTube, I looked at the numbers on YouTube, but that doesn't account for like Facebook or whatever. But YouTube, as of a couple days ago, Batman v Superman trailer was at 36 million. Suicide Squad was at 38 million. Well, the other thing I was considering was the idea that because they released a new trailer, people weren't, were starting to watch that, maybe not necessarily realizing it was the shortened version. But I don't, know. I don't know. Usually, it's they're pretty good about linking that stuff on the uh-huh. internet. Like almost every single time I watch the BBS trailer, boom, Suicide Squad trailer right afterwards. I'm like, thank Which you. Which is good. Then I don't have to find it. That's my little I can playlist. Just keep watching it over and over. And I hit back and forth. Back and forth. <laughs> That's uh, what I did this week. <laughs> I did. I, I did an episode of Holy Batcast breaking down Suicide Squad trailer beat by beat, and so I watched it over and over and over. But if I like forgot to click repeat, it would just go into the BVS trail. I went, well, I might as well just watch well, this. Well, I'm here, I mean, so I'm not, I'm I'm at not McDonald's. I'm not going to not get French fries. I mean, that's right. crazy, you know? Yeah. Here we are. Let's enjoy this trailer. So, you already broke it down on Holy Batcast, so go check out Holy Batcast if you want the in-depth like breakdown. If you want, but if you I want, want the to do, really yeah. ridiculous in-depth, the first scene is we see is this. What do you think that means? The next right. thing we see is this. Like, if you want that... Yes. Holy Batcast episode 32, I think? 33, maybe? The um, latest one. Somewhere in there. Yeah, whatever, whatever is the last one on there, because I haven't done one since. So, let's take that, if we can, if I may steal a little bit yes. of your conversation. And I would love to hear a summation of those, the kind of the overall, like, what you think the plot is based off of what we've seen. Because there's been some really cool breakdowns, and right. I think... Based off of a lot of the scenes that you see in the trailer, you start connecting a lot of things the more you watch it. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's here, and this is our. I mean, it feels like a majority of it is in Arkham, right? Or Bell Reeve. Or Bell Reeve, right? Yeah. It, things that we broke down. Uh, first thing that really jumped out to me as I watched this trailer was that it seems like the film is going to be very nonlinear. I agree. Yeah. Because from what we're seeing in this trailer alone, it looks like we're getting the origin of Deadshot. We're getting the origin of Harley. Mm-hmm. We're getting the Joker breaking out of Arkham. Mm-hmm. We're getting the Joker apprehended by Batman. Mm-hmm. And we're getting the Enchantress origin. Yeah. So it seems like we're going to be jumping around a lot 
So yeah. David Ayer's got his work cut out for him in that mm-hmm. storytelling aspect, but I also think that's really cool because we're getting a lot of content in one film. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to sink our teeth into, which is awesome. So that was one of the things that jumped out at me. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the fact that, you know, and a lot of people picked up on it, is, is you are seeing Harley being attacked by the Joker. Right. I didn't, I didn't until... I think I was talking to my brother about it, and he mentioned, oh, yeah, that's Harley on the table. And I was like, oh, because there's the there's the scene with um, the other actress who who has the glasses on um, who looks similar uh, to Harley in this. But when you see actually that one shot of her being strapped down at the table with the yeah. – across, it was like, oh, no, that's her. That's her, yeah. There, and – a lot of the scenes, oh, people are pointing out of the light and all the scenery around. This is clearly the same scene as the Joker mm. and him probably torturing her. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, because if, if you look at the scene where you can see her on the table strapped down and you see his hands, mm-hmm. you can also tell that he is shirtless in that scene, mm-hmm. which does kind of support that it connects with the final scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, there's this great shot, and it's really quick, so if you blink it, you miss it. But you're looking towards like a glassed-in hallway, mm-hmm. but it's kind of in the distance, yeah. and there's two guys walking down. The second guy is the Joker. Yes. But he's in full garb as opposed to... Like he's getting a tour, almost. I, I almost took it as that he was... That was him walking out of Argo. You know, like... After all the chaos happens, he's dressed and leaving, or something. Mm. Uh, or but he's, he's on a mission. He's being led by some guy, somebody. We don't know. I can't remember who it is. We don't know if it's a goon, cast. a guard. We somebody don't... had pointed out it's one of the people that's been cast but not announced in their role. Okay, um, I can't remember who it is. But yeah, see, there's there's a bunch of things that I've read around recently, and a lot of them are way off, but a, a, a good number of them are quite. Yeah, astute in so, their observation. And honestly, that's like my favorite shot of the trailer. Yeah, because he looks so great in it. Because like, he's got like a purple trench coat. Yeah, and you see the green hair, and yeah. you know, like, and he just the looks. Way he's it's, out yeah, of there. he looks very. Like, he looks in command, and he looks like such, the Joker. Yeah, this this Joker is just so in control. You know, like that's what it feels like. It's like he's not. I mean, not to say that the other ones weren't, but to go to come from the Ledger Joker, which really. He didn't, like you said, he's not a schemer. That's not really his thing. This Joker, from what we've seen, seems like he absolutely is. It's kind of like, which is more akin to the comic. Well, Ledger's Joker was a schemer. He just was pretending not to be in that scene. Yeah. Yeah, I I think he. No, no. Oh, no, he's full of crap in that scene. He's telling Harvey what Harvey needs to hear to make that turn. Right. He's full of shit. Yeah, well... <sighs> I have no plan. You are full of shit. We've just spent two hours watching you with a million plans. He does have plans. plans. Exactly. He's, he, is, <laughs> he is... He is... Uh, yeah. But but I guess... That, Sorry, that's another... No, that's you're, right, you're right. You're right. No, dissection. I mean, uh, but, uh, yeah. I, I guess in the idea that, like, uh, it's the definition of, of a schemer, because he is... He does have plans. For sure. I mean, he sets up explosives in the bottom of two boats, gives them the triggers, and is like, waits to see what happens. Yeah. You know, like, you don't do that without planning. You don't do that haphazardly. Right, right. Uh, he's, he's, he, he's extremely methodical for being a quote-unquote agent of chaos. Right. True. But I do like, I guess, what I think he is speaking truly about is that he's, no matter what happens, he's... He's not stressed or worried or he's just rolling with whatever. And then he takes whatever happens and he makes it work for him and he does plan and he does have 
things that go, you know, but he's not after like, he's, he's basically just his scheme. If there is one is just recklessness and madness. And so however he can create that, you know, anyway, it doesn't matter. So (laughs) it's, yeah, this is way too far into that. Uh, but, uh, so anyways, this Joker feels like it's owning that commanding sense, which is cool because I mean, in the comic books, you know, there's Joker mobiles and everyone's got Joker jackets and it's a very, it's like, I don't know where he's getting his funds. Probably stealing he, he's, stuff. He has a brain. But, I mean, he's basically, yeah, he's basically like Bruce Wayne is in that, you know, all of his stuff <laughs> is purchased and created for him, and it all has a theme, which is bats. Joker, same thing. Like, yeah. for the most yeah. part, all of his rockets have his face on it, or, you know, there's always a smile or a color scheme or something going on. This feels akin to that, uh, especially even just... And that's very loosely based off of what we've very briefly right. seen. But I mean, yes. But he looks like this is a guy in charge. Yes. Who knows what he's doing? Yes. I mean, and you even get that. I mean, if a lot of these scenes, which it is speculated that it is his crew breaking him out of Arkham, which would make sense. But even then, you can see kind of the 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 respect he commands, or at least the fear he inspires, mm-hmm. and to get all of these people to to bust him out. Right. So. That being said, what do you think this the Suicide Squad's role in this is? I don't it's know. It's still very loose. That, that, I have no idea. A lot of people, you know, people say... People thought it was the breaking Joker, up the Joker. The Joker is the mission. Yeah, but I... That's still why possible. Would, well, why would Harley Quinn go along with that, though? Because she knows him better than anyone. And she... And she but could, I feel like she wouldn't... I mean, I don't... I guess I don't know what the angle is. What's the angle that because, they're playing? Because, well, her? they could... I mean, they could play her... You know him better than anyone. Look at what he's done to you. Look at how much he's hurt you, and you can finally make him pay. And she might say, "Oh yeah, you're right. I'll help you." But in her mind, being like, "Oh, and now I can get him, get back, Mister G." Okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's like, what she I was could thinking. be playing both. Yeah, sides. that's the only way that I could see this working is that she exactly that that she is going along with it, but at the same time, considering it has she, her own ulterior motives. But considering, like, to me, that's just kind of maddening, the idea that Amanda Waller would be like, yeah, you'll totally be faithful to this. Like, what kind of leverage would she have to have to say, hey, go uh, get this guy to bring him back into Arkham, this person that you love and are obsessed with, no way you'll betray us. No way. Like, well, it just well, seems... If, if we're I would going, never send that person. If we're know? going truthfully, there is something in her head that if she betrays them, will explode. Hmm. So that's that's just based off of like what you think could happen. Or? No, you don't know. Like that's how Waller controls the Suicide Squad. It was always like the is they're all right? bugged. They're, uh, they're all bugged, and if if somebody goes rogue, she can detonate. Right. And well, kill I knew them. I knew it. I didn't know it was the the detonator, but I knew basically yeah, she yeah. can kill so, her at so, any time. So same thing. Guys. Like yeah. Harley knows Joker. Harley will know where to find Joker, mm-hmm. and if Harley tries to do what Harley does, we can kill her. Hmm. But what's the initiation? Because that works while you're out in the field, but like for them to come up to her and be like, here, go get the Joker. I mean, I guess you're right. It's the ulterior motive. It's just a very confusing... Con- they're they're going to have to be very clever, which I'm sure they will be, about how they initiate. If that is truly the mission, the other is totally fine. But with Harley, it's... She's clearly a very important and intelligent character in this movie, if not the most. Uh, so to trick her or for her to do this, 
she would have to. That that's the only thing that makes sense in my mind that she would have her own. But at, the, but at the same time, she could be playing them and going, "You're right, f right. him. Hmm. This is what he did to me. Yeah. I'm happy to go get him, hmm. knowing you know." And then we, she then has her own motives. Yeah, I guess it just doesn't. That doesn't gel with me necessarily yet. Based off of what we've seen, she's not playing the damaged, recovering uh, Harley Quinn that I would think. She's playing the I enjoy and love being Harley Quinn that's been created. Well, she seems pretty damaged in that cell. Yeah, but she's well, we not, don't know where she's, she's, she's quivering in the yet. corner. I mean, she's like doing acrobatics in the middle of the, or like strung up and. Yeah, well, I mean, I just, she looks pretty unhinged. We just don't know why. Yet. Yeah, yeah, you're right. This is too deep dive, but at the same time. I, I'm very. I'm just so curious because it doesn't. Again, like I, I, I don't know yet, and I, there's nothing that I've like on. Oh, I bet that's it. Like I'm just. But, the, but as the far break as out of the Joker for sure. Like yeah. That's, but yeah, as far as what dry. the actual story is, what the actual mission is, that you're right. They have not told us at all. Yeah. That's very interesting. Again, yeah. a lot of people assume the mission is the Joker. Mm-hmm. The fact that Will Smith says, "Let's go save the world." leads me to believe there is some larger threat in play. Yeah, I feel like everything we've seen from this trailer, well, and depending on how they're shooting this, is the first half hour of the movie. Oh, yeah. Well, because like, we, we also know that they are still shooting. Right. So They don't they were, necessarily shoot in order, but... They were only able to seen, cut together what they had shot. Mm-hmm. And obviously they had shot enough, but even if you watch the trailer, you can tell it all comes from kind of the same four scenes. Yeah. Or four sequences right. of the movie. Yes. There's a lot of stuff there that they haven't even shot yet. Yeah. And so it's a very skewered look at the film because we're only getting tastes of what they had available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what else is out there. Yeah, true. Good stuff. I love it. Anything All else? Right. Do you, you want to add? No, I'm good. No holy backcast. No more than what no more than what we said last week and then what it was said in the holy backcast. Right. But just and and I again I love I think the the it's so easy to get wrapped up in like, oh my god, Harley, oh my god, the Joker, oh my god, Color Croc. But I mean, Amanda Waller mm. commands the kind of authority that she needs to in this trailer where you're like, I love that this is just a middle-aged woman who is completely unfazed by all of these horrible, dangerous criminals. Mm-hmm. She knows better than them. Like she, there is nothing about them that scares her. She knows she can control them, and that's what you need from Amanda Waller. Mm-hmm. I like that. I wonder if there could be some twists where she's the villain in the end. I don't know if she's big enough to be well, the villain. Well, Waller's but... always... She's never been a villain, but she's never been good. Right. She's always... She's, teeter, she's, she's the heavy-handed, you know, do what needs to be done, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So hashtag confirm she's still in. <laughs> okay, well, just because like, I wanted, I wanted to hashtag confirm that, something that as was well, easy because so, you know, yeah. So you heard it here. We're problem solved. Amanda Waller's the villain. Don't worry about seeing anyone else in the movie. There's no way there's a greater greater arc than that. Nope, that's it. It, it starts. It's cyclical. And one thing that uh, my, my friend uh, Josh Costello, who was on Holy Batcast with me, that he brought up that I didn't even give any thought to yet, and he was like, "I really hope we get a scene between Batman and Amanda Waller." That would be rad. And if you've ever watched the Justice League cartoon, the scenes between Batman and Amanda Waller were always the best because Mm -hmm. this is also someone who respects Batman 
but is not afraid. Yeah, of him. completely unfazed by completely his unfazed by she Batman. She is a and, bad, bad mama jam. And and vice versa. Like yes. and so they always had this really fantastic adversarial relationship. Yeah, like this somewhat mutual respect. But yes, like it was. At the yeah, same it was. Time. Yeah, it, and it was great. And I'm like, oh, I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. And again, going back to. That maybe that's why Dick Grayson could be in the mix mm-hmm. is because Batman doesn't trust Amanda Waller. <sighs> that would be awesome. I hope so. That would be really cool. It'd be, it'd be cool. Scott, yeah, he would be awesome as as uh, Mister Eastwood. Yeah, Mister Mister Eastwood. Uh, cool. So we're good there. Sweet I think. Suicide we're all, Squad. We're all good. More as it develops. Yeah, can't wait to see more. Uh, so. Let's throw this on here. There's a great new Supergirl poster out there. This is black and white. Sorry, I had to. No, I've seen it though. It's Uh, awesome, but it's really cool. Um, And most of the imagery that we've seen uh, for this show has just been phenomenal. Yeah, the bags at Comic Con. That image. Did you did you watch it? Have you watched the pilot yet? Mm -hmm. Because I I saw it at Comic Con. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I loved it. So was it, how much more did you feel like, was it Was it just kind of like fluff and little nuances that was I mean, added in? You and then get, they, yeah. With the five minute trailer, you get, <laughs> you all, get, the, you get all the important beats. Okay. At, just like Flash. Um, I will say this, that the first third is the bumpiest. Mm. Because that's when you get the awkward Kara, you know, mm. where you're like, where, and, but they get to Supergirl really quickly. That's awesome. And so you're not spending a lot of time waiting for that. And then as soon as that happens, which is, again, I think before the second commercial break. Wow. It's great. That's awesome. It's great. Very cool. So I, I loved it, and uh, I look forward to more. When is it coming out again? I think it's like October. October? I think it's like the first week of October. Okay. I knew it was coming pretty soon here. Yeah, that should be cool. But the poster is great. You're is, right. I, they, lo- yeah. I love this poster. I loved the the, the Comic Con poster too. Yeah. The the overall composition of these is just really well done, and they all have this very great. Like they they do a good job, kind of keeping that heroic nature of who she is, but also like that she's the kind of the every everyday girl nature that you know that they they show like in this poster. You know, she shows she's a young girl. Etc. It's just it's just very well done. Like, yeah, it's really cool for sure. Um, so Gotham, there's a little news on Gotham. We haven't really seen anything on season two until we've gotten two new trailers uh, that tease kind of what the theme and kind of maybe some upcoming stuff in Gotham, uh, the television show, is what I'm discussing. Uh, kind of alluding to the fact that it's the villains. That it's all about the villains, which makes sense. We're getting the rise of the Penguin, the rise of Nigma mm-hmm. as the Riddler. We're getting. Uh, they showed um, what's his name, who played uh, the Joker, who was essentially the Joker. Tease uh, Jerome. Jerome, yeah, <laughs> uh, as the Joker. It shows him kind of in a in the in prison, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's all kind of this um, escalation to that, and then also a little bit with um, Gordon uh, again threatening. Um, the commissioner, as he does, and basically telling him he's going to take him down. I'm like, man, he is just this this guy. He is just taking a lot, you know. Like, <laughs> but you know, it's Gordon, so that's it's just kind of par for the course, I guess. And then in the uh, second trailer, um, it it kind of shows Bruce walking down into that layer that they did the cliffhanger of in uh-huh. the last season. Um, and there's like a keypad and this kind of cool um, filigree like lion 
above the door. So kind of interesting to see what that is actually going to be because obviously it's not going to be a fully-fledged Batcave. Uh, don't it, think so. It's Gotham, so you don't know. Uh, yeah, it's true. I didn't I didn't think about the idea that maybe... Uh, you, it's Gotham. His, his dad was already... It's, it's Gotham, so he's going to walk in and go, what is this, some kind of Batcave? Ayo! Alfred, no, Master Bruce. We would never have a, mat ca- a Batcave in a Wayne Manor. <laughs> Turns to the camera, winks. Oh, come on. You're being too critical. All right. That's, I mean, I know that uh, Fish Mooney, she, that's Gotham. completely on point Gotham. with her. But the rest of the show wasn't that on the nose. It's pretty on the nose. Nah, I, think you're, on I nose. think you're being a little harsh. I think you're being a little harsh. It, it would definitely have Enough those. with the riddles, Nygma. What are you, some kind of riddler? <laughs> you scamp. In the beginning of the first season, it was chock full, and it was enough was enough. But I feel like they toned it down. Oh, riddles today, yeah. Yeah, oh, come on. No, I feel like this has become lens flare with Abrams. It's it's a it's a dead argument to me. No, <laughs> Fish Mooney was was on point with that the entire time, just way over the top. Uh, but I feel like the rest of the show calmed down a little bit. I I don't know. Maybe I gotta go back and watch it. We'll see. Uh, so, anyways, check those out if you're stoked about Gotham season two. I know that I am. I don't know about Andy. <laughs> Maybe I will. I watch it out of loyalty. <laughs> you suck. not because it's a particularly good show. Oh, what shame! Oh, <laughs> all right. So uh, I left a couple of the comics beats on here because we didn't really get into them that much. Yeah. Last how week. much did we talk about Batman and Ninja Turtles? I don't remember. Not enough. We we mentioned it, um, but I wanted to kind of get into <coughs> like the you know basically there was a write up by Terry Houston on the Batman universe, which I wanted to kind of just read his description of the comic, just because it's very cool and it's a very weird crossover, obviously. Uh, so I'm just gonna. Do you, or do you want to take us through the uh, his uh, article? In? Oh, I mean. I did the last reading, so okay. I'm pushing it off on All right, so DC and IDW have announced at the Comic-Con that they're partnering for a crossover between Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So the story will be brought to life by James Tinian IV and star artist Freddie E. Williams II. These guys. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, in addition, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles co-creator Kevin Eastman and other to-be-announced artists will illustrate variant covers. Uh, I've been extremely lucky to spend so much time working in Gotham City, but it's always a thrill to see the world of Batman through new eyes. Tynan said in an official press release, taking the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on a Gotham adventure is a fanboy dream come true. So here's the official description of the story. In the ongoing power struggle between the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, General Krang, and the Foot Clan, allegiances have shifted and the battle lines have been drawn. Krang concat... Krang concocts a plan to rid himself of both the Turtles and the Shredder by transporting them to another dimension, where they land in the dark and dangerous streets of Gotham City. It isn't long before they encounter Gotham's most famous resident, Batman. The Cape Crusader may be their only hope to overcome their enemies and getting home. Not before they encounter a whole cast of Gotham's most infamous rogues. I love it. I love it. I'll be purchasing this. It's fantastic. Come on, why wouldn't the, we? The thing I will say, you know, because a lot of times these feel just very gimmicky, like, oh, let's just sell books. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did a crossover with um, Ghostbusters. Ah. And 
you know, the reason for them getting, you know, being there and the whole, like, the same thing. It was like a portal and they were transported to their universe, etc. It's not really important. The thing that made it fantastic is they the way that they wrote their personas because they have the, the turtles, each of their personas, and all the Ghostbusters, each of their personas, and who bonds with who and who clashes with who and the way that they interact was the best. Uh-huh. Because you're like, they really got it. It was like, yes, that's exactly what they would say. Or like mm-hmm. that, you know, like Donatello is over here uh, bonding with Ray, you know, because yeah. they're like the tech geeks and the nerds, you know, and, and Egon is, is over here talking with... Uh, um, Oh, who? Well, he was kind of off on his own, I guess, actually, but a little bit more standoffish and and cohorting with um, uh, with Raphael because they're kind of the more brooding type, I guess, a little bit. Even though they're a little bit at ends, like more of the snide remarks. It was just really cool. I loved it. I loved it. You know, uh, so I I'm really looking forward to this. In that, I feel like it would be really cool seeing you know. Like Leonardo, his character is more kind of the the leader, the true, honest, you know, yeah. guy, and and so he'll identify with the with Batman. I I think a lot as far as you know what he's trying to do. But then Raphael's kind of the brooding guy, which Batman has that, right? And the other two like will probably be chastised by Batman and that, <laughs> and that and the way he does Robin, like that. So that's I just am really looking forward to those interactions, and I hope they write them well. Sweet. So I can't wait for that one. That'll be cool. Very cool. Video games. Video games. So uh, we hadn't reported it before, but Arkham Knight on PC was, or maybe we did report it previously, uh, but basically the Arkham Knight video game that was released on PC was pulled back from the online stores very quickly, I think within a day or two of uh-huh. the release, and it's just been buggy as all get out. Uh, so unfortunately, I guess... Uh, they created some patches, but still not really working that well. So apparently uh, it's probably going to be around spring until they re-release this game. Ouch. So, So if you're a PC guy, um, which I know that's like a little weird to think about, but a lot of people have the, their controllers like yeah. to their PC, so it's uh-huh. really similar to playing it on. Uh, so, yeah, a total bummer for you know such a huge game to be withheld from these guys. But I guess they're doing their best, but, you know, it just goes to show they really put all their, 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 <laughs> all uh, their time in the into the consoles. Yeah, yeah like c- very clearly. So sorry for you PC guys out there. So, yeah, Hopefully PC players. We're sorry. Yeah, hopefully they have a resolve soon or enough. They, they're sorry. Yeah, they're we, sorry. We sympathize. We're sorry for but you. But we don't really take responsibility. No, not at all. That's not us. Uh, moving on. Um, today was a special panel for an art exhibit that will begin touring later this year. It's called The Art of the Brick DC Comics. So professional Lego brick artist Nathan Sawaya has made a number of special pieces of art for the upcoming tour based on DC Comics characters. So there are a few of them on the BatmanUniverse.net. This is so, one this one was from uh, San Diego Comic Con, so the panel wasn't recent recent, but it was just something that we I didn't catch. Yeah. And, and I didn't either. That it, it's just really cool he has the, the you know uh, Action Comics number three, and then he's got a big Joker uh, face. Or number one, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and he's got a big Joker face. I don't know why I said three right there. A big Joker face um, that's, like, huge, and then uh, just, like, a Batman statue leaning over. And it's it's cool because they have ways of making these things. You know, there, there's these Lego creators that do these things, but I think this guy is totally doing it on his his own, you know, just creating these yeah. things. Yeah, the Joker face is really awesome. Yeah, they're it's very really impressive. Cool. And that thing looks like it's at least 
four feet tall. I oh would my say. gosh, it's really? Huge. Yeah, because yeah. there's nothing. There's nothing. There's no reference here, so you have no idea. But it's that's awesome. Re- yeah, it's really tough to see kind of that, but you know, to get that kind of detail and that shape, you know, is is really impressive. So, uh, I don't know when that exhibit's coming out or touring. They haven't really announced that yet. But uh, check out Nathan Sawaya uh, on YouTube, and you can see some of these, and also on the BatmanUniverse.net. Uh, quick thing, I. I, I probably should have included this earlier on, but when I was kind of looking up stuff last night and, and watching the, the trailer I, and, uh, of BVS, somebody has done a Dayman vs. Nightman uh, drawn of Dawn of Troll Toll edition of the BVS trailer. This guy, Albert Lopez. Uh, so if you watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia before, they have the song Dayman vs. Nightman okay. uh, that Charlie Day creates when he's like sniffing glue and <laughs> being crazy for this production it's really funny uh and they took the theme of basically lex Luthor saying day the day versus night you know uh-huh. light versus dark and and just kind of took clips from man of steel and he made this whole trailer using that theme song it's very well done and i was i was dying i was cracking up so definitely check out the Dayman v nightman dawn of troll toll edition uh, by Albert Lopez on YouTube. I have nice not watched laugh. it yet. So. You gotta, I, I recommend if you don't... Even if I've never seen it, it's never sunny? Or? I think you should just look up the Dayman. Just look up Dayman. It's always funny in Philadelphia. Watch that clip because you'll just see... Even if you don't know like what's going on in the episode, you'll just see how it's funny. He's writing the song, and they sort of just come up with the song off the cuff. <laughs> and okay. it's just madness and weird. And then in relation to this, it's even better. So just all around... Uh, this is some of my favorite parts of this stuff. It's like I get really excited about it, and then you know I watch these trailers a million times, uh-huh. and but then it's great to have these like other little avenues. We're like, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah that's great. All fun right, creativity. So moving on to listener feedback. This this is a fun one. <laughs> I yeah. just I just skimmed it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's so, funny. I, it was actually from the previous week, and I I had just forgotten it. But yeah, well, and last week we were we were crunched for time. Yeah, so, so we're gonna eat our vegetables on this one. That's right. We got an email from a uh, listener named Mario. So Mario says, "Hey Jamie and Andy, I just wanted to let you guys know that I just heard every episode from the Batman universe, and might I say the show's been through changes." I wasn't too crazy about you guys at first, and I actually thought you guys were annoying. <laughs> I love the brutal honesty, man. Well. We'll, we'll take but, it. We're crying, but okay. But you grew on me, and now <laughs> I think you guys are great and love the show, and I can't wait to hear the next one. So, it's, it's very important to know, Andy, that we're not less annoying. At least there's a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that. But we, we need to we acknowledge just, that we are no equally as annoying. annoying as we always have been. We just won Mario over. Wow. So, okay. guys, if you think we're annoying, there's hope. Stick it out. Yeah. Force yourself it through this. It worked for Mario. It worked for Mario. He, he was able to tune in to the annoying wavelength. and <laughs> He's like, just a couple and more figure weeks it out. and I feel like this will work out. Uh, so he said, here's something I'd like to pick your brains about. How do you think a day in Bruce Wayne and Batman's life is? With his training, working in the Batcave, being Bruce Wayne, being Batman at night, running Wayne Corp, and last but not least, sleeping, I'm sure I'm forgetting a few things. Only conclusion I can think of is that he either sleeps at work or just doesn't sleep. I tried it, and I just slept at work, and all I found out is that when they wake me up to get to work, I get moody. LOL, keep up the great work, guys. A loyal Bat fan, Mario. 
Thanks, Mario. So thank you for the email, Mario, and thank you for the vegetables so that we keeping us honest. <laughs> it's good. We need we need we need the good and the you bad. You know, sometimes I think we're annoying. I, yeah, I I listen to this every week just to see how it sounds, and ninety percent of the time I'm like, I hate me. I hate Magoo. <laughs> I hate me so much. <laughs> Why am I doing this? I I don't even like it. Uh, I enjoy doing it at the time, but yeah. Anyways. Uh, to your to your question, I've pondered this. I think Nolan kind of touched on this. One of the best having yeah. Bruce Wayne sleeping throughout his board meeting, or basically not taking care of anything at Wayne Enterprises uh, for the most part, with the exception of really important events. Which I think that's how it would work. The only way it would work yeah. is that he's, he's he's a figurehead. Yes, and for important things he'll show up, but otherwise he leaves it to Lucius and he sleeps during the day. Yeah, that's and, that's always been the way I've interpreted it. And it's it, yes, I agree. And it and it works because he is known as this playboy, you know, mm-hmm. like with just an exuberant amount of money, and so there's no reason for people to really, I mean, for him to be missing or not seen a lot. Is yeah. apropos because yeah. he's he doesn't, touring he doesn't, around the world. Yeah. He, I don't think he deals with he the day to day of Wayne of Wayne Enterprises. Yeah. I think he just deals with the stuff that he needs to, which uh-huh. is probably pretty minimal. Yeah, uh, I, but I, it's all depending on what you're looking at. You know, if you look at at the Nolan version, yeah, like he he has that Playboy persona where he's sleeping in board meetings, and yeah. so people don't expect much of him. Right. Whereas if you look at like the animated series, he definitely seemed a little more in control of his own company. Yeah, they and, didn't. I think they feared like making him look weak or like that yeah. he didn't care about yeah. his company because he does. But it's mostly just a means to uphold the name of his family and to do what he feels is right. Yeah. You know, it's not really about Wayne Enterprises. Yeah. So, so my guess is, is yeah he'll 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 show up at like a Wayne Enterprises press conference you know if if they're meeting with you know uh, the the guy who's good with calculations he'll right. show up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good with calculations um, but I think otherwise yeah he leaves the running of Wayne Enterprises to Lucius and he sleeps during the day like Dracula yeah I mean literally yeah absolutely literally sent Lucius to China you know, and the only reason that he did that was so that he could do something else yeah, as Batman. Right, right. You know, it's like, but even then, like, it's not like Lucius was like, you're going to make me go to China for you? Like, <laughs> clearly this happens all the time. Yeah. You know, like, he's running Wayne Enterprises. Bruce is doing Batman stuff. So, uh, Mario, I don't think, I don't know if you are a, uh, a playboy left with a fortune to live out your wildest fantasies, but... <laughs> It's uh, totally acceptable that you couldn't stay up all night and uh, not sleep at work. Right. Uh, without sleeping at work. I think the Not more than is... once. You can, do, you can get away with it like for a day. Yeah. But after that, after forget the, about yeah, it. Yeah, you're done. So, uh, you know. It's... Unless, you're, unless you're 21, which we're not anymore. Which we're not. Yeah, no. Maybe I, you are. N- uh, yeah, maybe you are, Mario. But uh, even then, it clearly didn't work even if you are 21. <laughs> so, no harm done because... It's why we read this guy. It's why we idealize him. We wish we could do it, but truthfully, we can't. We can't. We can't. But he can, so yay. Uh, So thanks, Mario, for sticking with us and keeping us honest, man. (laughs) If there's anything we can do to be less annoying, maybe give it a shot. Maybe stay on topic. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to make a guess. (laughs) Not being in Mario's brain. Maybe that. If that's the case... I'm throwing in the tally. I mean, there's there's <laughs> good, just no... Good luck with that. Being on topic and doing this podcast are not two things that I can do um, at the same time. 
And then, oh boy. One more here. One more here from uh, Old Scanner. Scanner51 writes in and says, Hey guys, Hope San Diego Comic Con was good to you. Good to you. I didn't go, but my friend did, and she got me all the DC TV guides and my little girl some DC superhero girl stuff. Writing this to say, I watch Girl Meets World. If you don't watch it and then you don't know, then you don't know they did an episode breaking down The Dark Knight Returns and how important the book is and the messages behind it. It was cool. It was cool to see Disney, who produces the show and owns a comic book company, have to use their competitors' literature. As if they were saying to Marvel, sorry guys, but you don't produce any seminal books, but DC has tons to choose from, so we're using theirs. <laughs> good name drop for DC and a good way to get some younger readers to maybe pick up Dark Knight Returns. Great show as always, and keep up the good work. Um, on that note, I... That's hilarious. I, I don't watch Girl Meets World. I, that, I would love to see that episode. I want to see that episode, just if they're going to talk about the Dark Knight Returns. To say that they have no seminal books at Marvel or any of the other, I... Don't know if Disney would say that. Uh, I think it's. I agree that it's very cool. Um, I, I wonder when that episode was made. Well, I, I mean, that, it had the to be show recently. The show is new yeah. enough where that was definitely within when we've when Disney has owned Marvel. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so very very interesting. I, I'll have to check that out. But um, man, Marvel's got some really <laughs> amazing books as well. I they, Marvel has a lot of seminal books. But to try and think of a Marvel one that sta- that it, that is as respected and as well regarded as The Dark Knight Returns, I can't think of one. Well, I guess it just depends on which character you're talking about because I can think of but plenty no, like, specific. But I mean, The to... Dark Knight Returns shows up on like the hundred best novels of all time. That's you true. know, whereas like I've never seen a Marvel book do that, and, I mean, and that's not a dig at Marvel, but mm-hmm. like the two most respected graphic novels in history are Watchmen and The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, that's true, and. They both come from D.C. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just think that, like, if you're looking at, like, a, a cultural impact uh, impact outside of the comics world, uh-huh. those are your two books. Uh-huh. And not sure. to say there's not a million other stories on both sides of the fence that are just as important to us as comic book fans and just as well-written and just brilliant. And, you know, like, I mean, look at Frank Miller's run on Daredevil. I mean, it's freaking sure. brilliant. Yeah. But it, it just did never reached the the level of notoriety of the Dark Knight Returns. That's funny. I didn't. I guess I didn't realize that it's won so many like awards and yeah. accolade and that nature. I mean, I always knew how popular it was, especially right. amongst Batman fans. But mm-hmm. um, I've learned something today, so that's very interesting. So very cool. He then uh, writes. Um, first off, there's a question to set this up. I live in the, uh, but he has to set this up. So I live in the east side of the SF Bay on the very early morning of the 21st of July. Half of the East Bay was shook, shaken awake by a very nice but very small 4.2 quake. It lasted six seconds. The quake was centered five miles as the crow fly. I feel like this is a word problem uh, from my house. <laughs> and if you're running at this speed, can you outrun the quake? Uh, now you have, now you know by living here in this beautiful and wonderful state that a 4.2 is nothing, just a nice little shove from Mother Nature reminding us where we live. Nothing in my Batman and Superman shrine was affected, and neither was my Star Wars shrine. You guys live here, so I'm just going to assume you've been in a quake or two. Which brings me to my question. A quake hit Southern Cal, just like Northridge all over again, with all the Batman stuff you own and treasure. What are the two things you save, two things you get out with? You only have t- you have two hands, so only two things are getting out with you. For him, he says, I think I would have to save my copy of Mask of the Phantasm, signed by Mark Hamill. 
What can I say? He's the one true Joker, and I would save my copy of All-Star Batman and Robin, number five, signed by Jim Lee. I love that cover well. Gentlemen, have a great week. Have a happy. I'm always confused by that. Uh, (laughs) Please keep in mind that I'll be going after these things once I get my wife and daughter out of the house. I want you guys may want to do that, too. And bring on the big one up here. We're ready. I don't know about bringing the big one. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm good with waiting. Don't bring on the Don't egg on an earthquake in I'm California. Good. I saw San Andreas. Good night. Uh, that is... That, I'm glad you mentioned your wife and daughter, because I was going to say, well, I would grab my fiancé and my cat. Good point. Uh, I'm just yeah. kidding. I would totally grab my toys first. Yeah. Uh, they, they're on their own. They would understand. They've got their own legs. They know what they're into. They know what they're getting they're into being with yeah. you, Andy, and, yeah. same, and same with me. It's like, all right, I just bought... I'm sorry, but I just bought this Batman Arkham Knight Edition PlayStation. It's coming. Oh. Okay. Oh. Like, it's a good one. Um, I don't know if... See, the thing is, I'm not a, a collector, really. I have a lot of really cool Batman stuff but none of the things that I have are like if I lost this that right. would be the end of me. yeah nothing that's, almost that's irreplaceable ev- almost everything I have is just something that I really like the style or I really enjoy or it was a nice gift so almost everything is replaceable and that means I would probably say there's a couple of Batman gifts that I, I've been given that are like less valuable but I might take those first just mm. because of the the value they have to me right um but i guess if we're just talking about um uh, like i have a batman black and white statue that i like a lot and um <laughs> probably my playstation because the most recent expensive well, and purchase a, and it was a it was an investment it was a hefty purchase and i can carry it under one arm very easily yeah uh so that's that's it for me though mine's boring so no it's okay my, i don't think mine's much better because uh same thing like I have tons of Batman stuff, but most of it's replaceable. I don't really have anything that I can't... I wouldn't be able to just go back onto eBay and rebuy. Yeah. But if if I'm just kind of thinking about it for for what to grab, I would grab my 18-inch Michael Keaton Batman figure. Oh, yeah. Because... He's right there on my desk. He's easily accessible, yeah. and he's awesome. Uh, yeah. So I would grab him, and then same thing. A friend of mine got me a signed... It's a picture of Adam West and Burt Ward as oh, Batman cool. and Robin signed by Adam West and Burt Ward. That's so, awesome. you know, that's yeah. sentimental because it came from a really good friend, and yeah. it's a little more unique. And, yeah. and so, yeah, those are probably the two pieces I'd grab. Agreed. I actually just did remember, though, I do have one gift that was, was a little bit... Um, Definitely more important than the other ones. Um, actually, I think three years ago for my birthday, my folks gave me every Batman issue, Batman Detective oh. Comics issue from the year I was born. I remember you telling me that. That's so cool. That was a really cool That's one. Really and especially cool. the one on the month I was, year and month I was born. Nice. They got me that whole, and I have them in a box. So that so is. So it counts one. as one. Yeah, so it counts as one. So okay. that, I'm, I'm calling that. Yeah. I have all my Batman stuff in one wheelbarrow, so that counts as one. <laughs> Just ready to Sorry. go. It's just on the back it's of a go kart. I'm ready for the big one. Like, okay, <laughs> just off the, it's in a four wheel drive vehicle that I can just take straight into the mountains. No problem. I just buy two of everything. I have one set in the cart. So I, I would say I had this awesome Robin statue from the Warner Brothers store from ages ago mm-hmm. uh, that I w- that I would have saved, um, but my cat chewed off the fingers, so it's already ruined. Jerk cat. Oh, dude, pets. There are those days where you're like, if I didn't love you, Chewed this was the wild. the fingers to my rock. I would kill you. I was not in a great mood that day. <laughs> and it sucks because with animals, it's a like, dumb what do you cat. do? It you can't, he yeah. doesn't know. He's just stupid. He's yeah, you can't be like, 
hey man, do you know what you did? Yeah, I hope you've learned a lesson. No, I'm an, I'm a dumb animal. I'll never yeah, learn. Like I did that six hours ago. I literally like if you yell at me right now, I'm gonna think it's because I like licked my paw wrong or something that right. I just did. It just doesn't work. Yeah. It's it sucks. I know. So thank you for the message scanner and Scanner's thank you for the message you. Mario. So for you listening, we did get a tweet the other day, so I'm gonna throw it out there oh, that, yes. that's people are like, hey, I wanna write in, but I don't know where to write in. So the email address for the Batman Universe, if you'd like to send some listener feedback or questions to us, is podcast at the Batmanuniverse.net. So feel free to email that way, but there's plenty of other ways. There is Twitter, there's Facebook, there's the website. But if you just want a good old-fashioned email, podcast at thebatmanuniverse.net. Yeah, that's nice and easy. A lot of people do write us because if they stream from the website, from thebatmanuniverse.net, you can just stream straight from there. And there's a comment section down there that you can write in. Uh, but you have to enter in, like, your email, your Facebook, or whatever, just so it says who you are. So it might be easier just for you to email. But, yeah, there's plenty of ways to get a hold of us. Um, but, yeah, just, yeah, please please do write in uh, and keep us honest, as Mario has done. Uh, but What's up, annoying jerks? <laughs> What's up, a-holes? Uh, I hate your face, and you don't really like Batman. Have a nice day. Like, <laughs> I haven't gotten that message yet, but maybe it's coming. Uh, so, guys, thank you so much for checking in with us uh, and uh, listening to our ramblings. And you know, sorry you know how annoying. I know you don't like Batman? Because you <laughs> yeah. like Batman forever. No, that's not true. Guilty pleasure. We have I've, already. Well, I'm only saying that because, because we have a, we have a, we have a listener that every time I rip on Batman Forever, I get an angry email. So now I'm going to see if I can do it every episode. What? I get, oh, I get yeah. an angry email every time. Batman Forever is not bad. Every time. Hey, listen. Listen, listener, who writes into Andy, that movie is crap. I love it, but it sucks. Okay? It's not that bad. It's it's bad. It is not the the only the one thing that I think is good about it is the Robin story and like the part where where especially where Batman is going to quit being Batman because of Robin trying to join him. Mm. That I love that part, and that whole speech in the Batcave I think is totally on point. Like I'll, I'll give you that one. That I'll one actually is, give you that. That one is is totally on point. He's talking about how the the you know people that he was going that could be hurt were faceless, and now they're not. So Batman is no more. I love all that. I'm like this is totally okay. quintessential Batman. This is fantastic. Other than that, and maybe a few here and there's that like just mostly got lucky. The movie is. Not good. Okay, sorry. So quit fighting for it. Accept that it's a guilty pleasure and that it's fun and just, that's it. Uh, I love it too, but just quit writing your email. That's ridiculous. Uh, anyways, <laughs> guys, or do write your emails to the Batman Please Universe. Do, I'm collecting them. <laughs> yeah, we're kidding. They're like trading cards. That is kind of, gonna, I want to collect them all. That's very fun. Uh, so guys, yeah, thanks for checking us out. Don't forget to check out Holy Batcast to get the full review from Andy of uh, Suicide Squad. Who'd you have, Bat Raider? Or? Uh, yeah, so I, I Jamie Drewley and then uh, a, a new guest named Josh Costello. Oh, fantastic. Another, another big Batman fan. Very cool. So, yeah, check that out to get your, your fix on, and the breakdown of the Suicide Squad trailer. I know I'll be listening because I need to... I need to get more into yeah. The little, get into the, the lady gritty, <laughs> uh, and definitely leave us your feedback. Don't forget to check out the BatmanUniverse.net. Tons of great stuff on there. Uh, tons of comic reviews. Again, they're really on point without with that stuff. Uh, but that'll do it on behalf of Andy. I have been Jamie, and this has been the Batman Universe. The Batman Universe is not affiliated with Warner Brothers or DC Entertainment. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the participants are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the companies or organizations that they happen to work for. 
But thanks for joining us for this episode, and we will see you around Gotham. Let's do it. It's all you, man. I have to start. All right. You love to start. Start us off. Get us on the right page or something. I don't know. And you like to finish us off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the finisher. (laughs) Oh, God. Jamie Magoo, the finisher. (laughs) finisher. I'll take it. Coming to theaters this summer. <laughs> don't don't go see it. It's gonna be bad. <laughs> you said that in the trailer? That's weird. It's <laughs> weird.